all of you here in town and in every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful Sunday, the 23rd of September. You're listening to the Podland Trailcasters. I am Keith Feltner Smith, and here with me, as always, the daring, the dashing, the beautiful, and the bold Brandon Goldner. What's up, B? Oh, 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 oh this is all <laughs> that. This is all that. And these are the Trailcasters. And if you want to reach out to us, you always can. That's going to be Trailcasters on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Old-fashioned emails definitely work. That's going to be Trailcasters to gmail.com. But we also have the website, just Trailcasters.com. But the most important thing, and I usually slow down to say this, we're going to want your five-star reviews, whether they are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. That doesn't matter. A matter of your reviews because more... I almost got through the whole thing. I got more you views there. means more people, and more people means more fun. Keith, before I kick it back to you, I just want to say this show, as is every show, is brought to you by two sponsors. One of them is going yes. to be Clearly yes. Speaking Oregon. If you want to work on your most professional and clear, confident voice, check out clearlyspeakingoregon.com. That's clearlyspeakingoregon.com. And then, after you got all of your voice tuned up, if you want to ask to go on a private chartered flight above Portland, the Gorge, and Mount Hood, you want to check out Envy Adventures flights for as little as a hundred bucks you can take your friends go up in a plane what could be any better than that that's gonna be envyadventures.com e-n-v-i adventures.com keith with all that out of the way i'm sorry sucked all the oxygen out of the room how the (laughs) heck are you doing my friend i am wonderful yes please check out envyadventures.com check out clearlyspeakingoregon.com today on the show we have got another trailcasters solo duo pod for you no guests today just brendan and i breaking it down we are going to be going through damon cj stepping up the game in some different ways we've got some talk about a biofreeze partnership the places finally have a logo on there and how we feel about it what do you think uh could jimmy butler come to portland what do you think and how are we getting ready for the nba season to be back it's almost back it's almost back it's back almost back <laughs> all right so first things first right off the top let's get straight into it uh dame he finally showed us his workout video now so we already knew that he was doing things <laughs> other than basketball uh he we've seen some videos of him boxing and obviously the rapping but he pulled out a video after uh, some fans called him out for it he had it was full of a cape and a mask some nerf guns a pool noodle tennis rackets now, let's not forget the hula hoop but uh <laughs> yeah. most importantly i think the biggest uh bi- the biggest highlight of this video and tell me if you have anything else in here brennan but i think we saw dame miss shots when, when do you ever see a warm-up a workout video in the summer where someone misses most of these guys they make so many of their shots there's no misses in the workout video if dame is missing shots is his career over can he just no longer hit the basket yeah i pretty much think keith this means his career is over <laughs> like if the dude can't hit a basketball while he's hitting a tennis racket while he's hula hooping while being shot nerf guns i pretty much think his career is on the downturn yeah i know it was awesome it's funny because you mentioned cj mccollum because he often says on his own podcast the pull-up podcast uh, definitely check it out. That if Shut you're up. not posting those workout videos, and I guess you're not working out during the summer, right. like you said, Dame got some feedback about that. Now, here's the funny thing, and tell me if you do you remember right before Damian Lillard got drafted way back in 2012, he had those license to Lillard workout videos. Yes, yes. remember those? Like it I'm had him those. totally. Like it had him like working out, doing like resistance band, doing like breathing exercises. Now, the funny thing about that is. 
that was my first introduction to Damian Lillard was through these workout videos. But Damian Lillard himself said when he was on the pull-up podcast with CJ McCollum, uh, broadcasting from the Boys and Girls Club, because CJ McCollum, by the way, another shout-out, because he's been giving those charitable donations, the Boys and Girls Club, oh, yeah. right, for the Dream Open Center. Open up the new building, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is it called the Dream Center, I think? Yeah, that's correct. So he had Damian Lillard there, but Lillard, I, I swear there's a point to all my rambling. Uh, Dame said, <laughs> Dame was like, oh, yeah, like, I don't believe in workout videos. Damian Lillard, like, my first introduction to you was your workout video. So, like, how's he going to come out of like point. that? That's a very good point. The fact that, yeah, I think the first introduction for a lot of us to Damian Lillard was those workout videos. But the big thing is... Back then, it wasn't, I don't think it was quite as uh, prevalent as what you see now. At this point, I think largely not just Lillard's video, but because of LeBron James always doing these workout videos, always doing these kind of like, you know, uh, self uh, selfies kind of cameo videos where it's showing him in the yard, often shirtless, doing workouts. And it seems like now every player, like CJ says on his pod, every player has to be releasing these videos, showing that they're putting in work, showing that they're getting sweat on even in the offseason. I'm not really sure if this is fair. Uh, when, when you talk about this being a job for these players, this is the offseason for them. They should be able to have fun and do non-basketball activities. But at the same time, I love Dame's take on this, how he completely just tore the uh, the seriousness right off as far as, far as like it starts the very video with the cape and like a, a paintball mask or a hockey mask. I'm not even really sure what it was. And like you said, going through the the, the uh, nerf shots and the, uh, hitting with a tennis racket while he's dribbling the ball and the hula hoop and the rest. No, I appreciated his take on it too, poking fun at it. And like you said, like the players, they have to rest and recover at some point. That's at the offseason four, right? right? Like they go so hard for 82 games. They deserve to have time off when they're not working out constantly. And yeah, like they obviously are doing stuff behind the scenes that we don't see. But yeah, shout out to Dame for turning something that was a criticism into something humorous. Like I definitely appreciated it. Well, and speaking of stuff they're doing behind the scenes that we don't necessarily see, congratulations to CJ McCollum, uh, who just got engaged. Let me look up exactly what this was here. Married. I had the name. Yeah. Oh, is, are they married? married. now? I, I believe they're just engaged to be married. Or was it in, uh, married today? Thought married today. Or on Saturday. It? Uh, well, either way, hold on. Wait, congr- let's let's go to Twitter. Let's, <laughs> let's see what Twitter right. says about it. All right, Twitter says that they stalling. Okay, you're right. Just engage. McCollum funny. announces that, engagement to longtime thought, girlfriend Elspies. Uh, uh, sorry, Elise Esposito. There we go. Congratulations to both Elise and CJ. Totally. Congrats. It's funny. I mean, he had talked on his podcast about like the future with like him and his girl and like they were going to have like kids and stuff. So I just assumed that they were, I guess, either already married or at least already engaged. But I mean, you know, I, they were obvi- right, obviously they yeah. were and like congrats to them. Like, uh, no, that's awesome. And it's, you know, I, I honestly don't know much about his partner, but she seems like an awesome human being in her own right from what little I do know about her. I believe all I really know is I believe she's in the dental field uh, from what I've seen of them on uh, the social medias and the rest, but they have a very nice relationship. They've been going for a while, so I'm very happy for the both of them. Let's also talk about another relationship that has just started up between the Portland Trailblazers and BioFreeze. Nailing those transitions. (laughs) Yeah, dude, BioFreeze. It's funny because uh, just really quick, I know that you're, you're leading into this, but this question came up on the Rip City Report with Casey Holdall and Joe Freeman. I'm going to ask it of you. A listener asked them this question. I want to ask you. Oh, okay. Had I'm you a had you heard of them before this announcement? Nope, not a chance. No, Me I neither. I, now I've heard of Icy Hot, and I've heard of some of these other things that seem to be a similar uh, type of application. But Biofreeze, according to the reports that have come out from the Blazers and a lot of the uh, the media related. Uh, 
The Blazers have signed a multi-year deal with Performance Health, which is a global brand in over 100 countries and is headquartered in Chicago. This is the parent company of BioFreeze. Now, we're going to wear a BioFreeze logo on all of the Blazer jerseys now, not just a, a Performance Health one, but BioFreeze with these green dash lines underneath, which goes so well with a red and black and white color scheme, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair <laughs> to them, they didn't put the green on every jersey, right? Like, the green only oh, they appears... Not? No, they didn't. The green only appears on one of the jerseys. So you're right. Good. Like, oh, man. yeah, they they did a good job, kind of balancing that out. I was thinking of this, and my impersonation is gonna be horrible. But like, wouldn't it be? I'm not. So I'm not gonna do it. Wouldn't it be amazing <laughs> if they somehow paid Arnold Schwarzenegger to reprise his role as Mister Freeze? Oh to, yes. To do the BioFreeze stuff, like, oh man, like I was thinking Get about that. BioFreeze. Yeah. Okay, that's a really bad impersonation. I can't. Remember. Shoot the three pointer. Yeah, I can't do it either. But like, like the other thing is so. You know, the Blazers, they're going to be announcing a new jersey, I think they said in in December, right? Because every year, the city edition of every NBA team's jersey changes every single year. I wonder, like, are they going to do, like, a snowflake? Are they going to do, like, in the entire jersey is the advertisement for Biofreeze? Like, again, if they dig Arnold Schwarzenegger out of acting retirement and, like, get him (laughs) to, like, play the part, I'd be fine. But, like, I know that's not going to happen. But I was like... Quick question. Now, which jersey are they replacing? Is it the the one that was red with the black stripes or is it the black... uh, plaid one. That's the what they're black replacing. plaid oh, one man. is gone. I, I have my red with black stripes. I need to go get a black with plaid one that's already gone. Oh, Better hurry. I gotta hunt that down. <laughs> oh, and by the way, just to say, we I had mentioned it on the last show. I was looking to sell or trade my jersey. Right. Uh, shout out to, I should have, gosh darn it, see I'm not prepared today. Uh, <laughs> I will just say that I was able to trade my jersey. Shout out to Lucas Foriante at LSF11 on Twitter. Lucas totally traded me my too big red statement jersey for the old school red jersey with the oh, you know nice. like the white diagonal slash and all that stuff and okay. and he gave me a long sleeve shirt in addition to that a red blazers long sleeve shirt that's awesome it's in great condition i'm gonna love wearing it this year thank you to lucas nice. appreciate the trade Shout yeah out, that buddy. that's awesome that's an excellent deal uh, nice guy uh okay so one more thing before we move on from bio, from biofreeze here they've also struck an individual athlete contract with damien lillard uh so they're not just <laughs> yeah, that's right good call so is this is fully hooking in towards not just the Blazers but towards Damian Lillard. So I guess the good news of this would be maybe this is a little bit more weight that keeps Damian Lillard in Portland if there's ever some tension about that in the future. There's one more thing where it's a connected contract. Probably, I mean, probably not. I mean, if you, yeah, I know. how That's much hopeful. money is he getting from Adidas? Like $200 million. Like something tells me Biofreeze <laughs> yeah. not paying that much. So I was Damian Lillard going to show up with like a Biofreeze tattoo like during training <laughs> camp? Like hopefully not too. But yeah, that is funny though, isn't it? Like have you heard of another instance where the team like a team sponsor for like their jerseys also sponsoring the player because these most of these companies except for like Jordan brand and Charlotte most of the companies who are sponsoring these jerseys are like not super huge companies right like they're kind of middle tier when again this is a really large multinational company uh and they 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 sponsor a few individual athletes but not that many maybe this is a new venture for them a new direction they're going I do want to touch on that just a little bit more though because I feel like one of the big uh talks when when this has been going on the last year or so about as other teams started to pick up a brand sponsorship and the Blazers had not done so yet 
it seemed like the idea was they were holding out for a more local or Pacific Northwest brand. Like Widmer, I heard talks of, or, or there was a, some cereal, I believe, that is made up in Washington. Something kind of local to the area, a way to keep Oh, yeah, connected. Washington Flakes. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't think of the name right now. I'm not prepared either. But it just seems strange that that was the talk for so long, and that seems to be what, at least maybe what they were telling fans to keep us appeased. And now they go with a company that is clearly not at all Northwest-related. That's true, but again, I mean, not trying to bite Casey and Joe's podcast for our entire podcast, but they <laughs> did mention that there was like an electronic store that was in the running, couldn't name it, but there was an electronic store in the running before they had to back out because of like a perception issue because they laid off a bunch of staff. Now, when you think electronics and you think of Oregon, I mean, you can think of a few kind of right off the top. You can think of like maybe Hewlett Packard, like you can think like... Uh well okay that's the only one I can think yeah. of <laughs> but like but no seriously like maybe that's who it was who knows but like at the end of the day this is about money like as we talked about last episode basketball's hashtag capitalism so they obviously got the sponsor who was most amenable and like paid the most you know paid the most money and 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 good for them that pays the bills and you know that's fine I, I have no problem with it the other thing too is like what do you think of the actual look of the jersey patch itself like as far as comparing it to other patches in the NBA, is this like one of the better ones, one of the worst ones, or kind of middle of the road for you? I mean, the, like I was touching on earlier, the green color really bothers me. I don't think that goes well with our color scheme at all, obviously. As far as the actual logo itself, it doesn't seem that big. It's not a big, it's not like some really uh, bubbly lettering. There's not some giant circular logo or some other shape going on that's going to uh, draw the eye. I'm not. As far as logos go, I'm not that worried about this as long as it stays small and maybe just not green. <laughs> I think it's funny that you're bitching about green and red when you're wearing a red shirt with green headphones, sir. Oh, well, you know sir? what? If I Are could match he- my headphones to every <laughs> shirt, I'd have to have a lot more headphones than one pair. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh- <laughs> I, just, to, just to say really quick, like, I, think it's, I think it's okay. I think it's uh, not the best, not the worst. I'd actually say it's like probably in like the top half of like not obnoxious sponsor patches for me. So yeah. I think Blazers did a pretty good job there. Good job. Yeah, if, if you know, they, maybe they could have found a Northwest logo that was pretty small and Instagram too, but whatever, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that for a few years down the road when we don't even really know the details of this contract, how long it lasts, so we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, one other thing that we have to wait and see about, we don't know much about it yet, but we're probably not going to be waiting long. Jimmy Butler is probably on the move, and this is Jimmy Butts. <laughs> Jay Butts is uh, going to be on the move fairly soon from the sound of it. So the let's give the fans here the full view, the full kind yeah, of storyline. Yeah, Keith, can you tell me, like, can you give me the background on this situation? <laughs> Let me break this like, down for you, Brandon. Can you break it down for so us? So the Timberbulls, as a, they, they've been imploding like we knew they would, but it's not even training camp yet, so maybe this happened a little earlier than a lot of people expected. Jimmy Butler and Kat, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, have had issues all of last season, but now Butler has asked for a meeting with Tibbs, and meanwhile, Kat was saying that he wouldn't sign his contract extension until he knew what was going on with Jimmy Butler, basically because he didn't want him to stay in Minnesota. During the meeting that happens, Butler asks for a trade, uh, and Tibbs afterwards says he would rather leave Minnesota than, uh, he's there as the coach and the, what, not GM, but uh, I don't remember exactly what his other role is. He's got something beyond coaching. He's basically both the coach and GM. I don't know his title, but yeah. They have another GM as well, but yeah, I guess Tibbs is playing a role in that. But basically, he's saying he would rather give up all of that than trade Jimmy Butler away, because this is his prize piece from Chicago, right? This guy that he really, he brought into Minnesota to kind of make it the Timberwolves. So as he's saying that, maybe this was just about boosting Butler's trade value, saying they really didn't want to get rid of him no matter what he wanted. But meanwhile, Glenn Taylor, the owner of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, is now trying to trade Jimmy Butler away. And it went as far. I've heard rumors that 
the owner's people, Taylor's people, told teams who called about a trade that if Minnesota's GM said no, then they should come directly to him to discuss the deal. So he's like bypassing <laughs> yeah. his whole front office saying, no, we want Butler out of here. Uh, That's not a good sign. That was not a good sign. And meanwhile, Carl Anthony Towns, he signs the Supermax extension with Minnesota. Five years, $190 million, plus 15% trade kicker, but who really cares about all that? So he is absolutely locked into this team now, which again, if he wanted Butler out and he was saying he wouldn't sign this in until he knew it was happening, you kind of got to assume it's going to happen, right? Uh, so they definitely want Butler out at this point. There's no real arguing that. Uh, the problem is they, they, they don't want to bring him into training camp even. They want to get rid of him by Tuesday when training camp starts on the 25th. So this is doing nothing but depressing Jimmy Butler's value. So this is a, uh, what, I believe a two-time all-NBA all player and a four-time all-defensive player. And this dude is going to be Depressing for... his value and depressing Minnesota fans everywhere, Keith. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's uh, the, the value they're going to get for him is going to be next to nothing. So I, I want to get straight towards the, the part that we all care about and the part that our listeners care about. Can Portland get in the mix for getting Jimmy Butler out here? Well, before we get to that, I just want to give a little more context. This whole situation is hilarious. Like you said, <laughs> Tom Thibodeau, he's given like basketball operations powers. He brings in like every Chicago Bull from 2012 into <laughs> Minnesota. They're clashing with Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. And like you said, there's a bunch of drama about that. The owner's usurping power from Tibbs. So yes, Carl Anthony Towns signing that like Supermax extension, that's a signal that Butler's on his way out, just like you said. Then the other thing that's so funny funny about this is when the news about Butler requesting a trade, when that news came out, Nick Wiggins, who is Andrew Wiggins' brother, remember right, Andrew Wiggins on right. the Timberwolves, Nick Wiggins quote tweets, hallelujah, and like a hands up <laughs> emoji. He quickly deletes it, but Jimmy Butler saw that. He yes, saw he that. So Jimmy Butler goes to Instagram. He's, he's like doing a workout video, and at the end, he puts hallelujah on it and says uh, he's always bringing that energy, okay? So then, separate from that, here comes Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, the retired NBA player, the same oh, guy so who good. ran into the stands and was fighting fans. He comes on and basically says, Andrew Wiggins has no heart. Then Andrew Wiggins comes back and says, I'm always bringing that energy. Like, oh my gosh, like, don't, you're an old bum. And and then finally, Steven Jackson, like, after, like, clearly taking a hit of cannabis, right? Like, if you see this video, it's like, He's clearly smoking weed. He basically says, Andrew Wiggins, you're super talented, but like you have no heart and like you don't want any of this. Like, don't come at me. If you don't know Steven Jackson, he grew up in a very tough situation. You do not want to mess with him. Andrew Wiggins grew up in Canada. So if I'm going to (laughs) pick between Andrew Wiggins or Steven Jackson, I'm definitely going to go Steven Jackson. So we've got all that. Like, you know, we're talking about a dude who's like an absolute Hall of Famer in the league. He is Steven Jackson. It has the respect of the entire NBA world. You do not come at him on on NBA Twitter and expect to walk away with a W. Well, and the other funny thing too is that Steven Jackson's like an analyst yeah. for like the NBA. For he's like, on the jump all the time. I love that show. Yeah, he's on the jump all the time. So here here's the here's where we stand as of as of you know Sunday, seven PM. Jimmy Butler originally said, I want to go one of three places. Right. Either the Clippers in LA or the Brooklyn Nets or the New York Knicks. You know, interesting that the Lakers are included in that mix of three teams. So first, like let me just quick quickly ask you. 
does this mean that LeBron James can't attract other star players? Paul George didn't go there. Now Jimmy Butler right. is not saying he wants to go. Kawhi Leonard, you know, is not in LA right now. Like who knows? But like, well, is LeBron James like pissing people off? Like Kyrie bounce? Like what's the deal? I, you know, I, I did see an article about this. I, I don't think that LeBron quite has the pull that he used to as far as attracting other stars. I do think part of the other problem, though, could be the Lakers itself. I don't think a lot of people think that that team is quite as far ahead as maybe some fans are are thinking they could be. We'll get more to that later. Uh, but let's focus on the Blazers here. I want to I want to pull this back in towards uh, Butler. Oh man, we got to talk about the Blazers on this show. Come on. <laughs> so okay, so while Portland was not on his preferred list of players, like you said, he only named a few of these teams, and it was kind of strange because right off the bat. He was saying that he wanted to go to a team that was winning, but he also mentioned Brooklyn and the Knicks and the Clippers. None of these are winning teams. Those are teams where he would be the number one option, which seems to be part of the problem in Minnesota. Uh, when Butler is not clearly the number one option, when he was having a fight with Carl Anthony Towns for it, that's what seemed to really kind of drive a lot of this friction. So that's maybe something to watch out for if we were looking to trade for him. But let's assume if he came to Portland, it would be more like... When Paul George went to OKC or Kawhi ended up in Toronto, uh, we haven't really seen the results of Kawhi yet, but when Paul George went to OKC, he they won him over. He stayed there. He stayed when he didn't have to. He had a player option. He ended up staying in Oklahoma. The same thing could happen if Butler came to Portland, but first we've got to get him here. <laughs> yeah, so here's here's what's interesting. The person who reported that the Blazers were making calls about him was Adrian Wojnarowski, Probably the biggest NBA newsbreaker that we have, but he's also very close with Blazers president of basketball operations, Neil Olshay. They have a relationship. They've had a relationship since his time in Los Angeles when he's with the Clippers. He's been on the on the Woj pod. So I, I wanted to introduce this before we even talk about the machinations of a trade to the to, to the Blazers. Remember that reporters, they thrive on access, right? Like the whole reason why they have value to their news outlets is because they have access to people like Neil O'Shea. So what does that mean? That means that you don't piss off your sources and it also means you do them favors when you can. So I wanted to ask you like... And I, I tweeted this on Twitter at GoldenerPDX. Do you think that Woj just sort of threw Portland in the mix as a favor to Neil Olshay to make it look like the Blazers were being active? Do you think it's possible oh, that that's his blowing is that smoke? where we're going? No, you know what? I, I'm going to believe in this. I think there's actual action going on. I think Portland is in the mix for it. Uh, and as far as, you know, what, what it, I was talking with uh, Jared Cowley from KGW today. I was talking with him on Twitter. Has some great things to say. We were discussing... What it would actually take should to get, get that dude on the show, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we should. Shout out to Jared. We will definitely get him on the show eventually. He has some really nice things to say about Trailcatchers as well. He's a very nice guy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he gets a free Blazers card. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we, uh, we were d- discussing exactly what it would take to bring Butler to Portland. And so first things first with this. Before we even get into exactly what we think it would take, Dwight James reported this morning that in the Blazers' calls with Minnesota, it was made clear that neither Damon Lillard nor CJ McCollum would be part of the discussions. So right off the bat, again, this is because of the depressed value. This is the fact that... Uh, Minnesota has nothing, no, no leverage here. They know Jimmy Butler wants out. They know that they want him out. Everyone else knows, I mean, that they want him out by Tuesday in 48 hours, let's say. And so no team out there is really trying to offer their big pieces. A lot of other teams, I believe, have also kind of put their stars on hold and saying, pick from our role players and picks. 
Maybe, but here's the thing is that it only takes one team, right? right. That's the whole yeah. thing about like the flurry of acti- activity near the trade deadline. It only takes one team to value somebody, then you can leverage that against someone else and then then everything kind of starts mixing. Like I just have to say, like, especially with you mentioned Paul George opting to stay in Oklahoma City when everybody and their mother thought he was going to the Lakers. Right. And then he's not didn't even give them a meeting. So that probably has people recalibrating how much stock they put into a player's preferences because hey, their preferences change. The amount of money that you get by staying somewhere as opposed to when you move somewhere else, that can be pretty significant. I don't know in Jimmy Butler's case, because if he's traded now, if the team he's traded to can offer him more money or not. I'll be completely honest. I don't know the answer to that, but that certainly plays into it. And the other thing is, yeah, like you can win people over. That's clearly what uh, what Masai Ujiri thought right, in yeah. Toronto, training for Kawhi. They're trying to so win like, Kawhi over up there. They, they, they already won Paul George over in Oklahoma City. It sounds kind of like things are going well for Kawhi up in Toronto so far. We haven't really heard any reports of unrest. Maybe you wouldn't until it's too late, you know, but... He's just chugging maple syrup like in Super <laughs> Troopers, just like down in that stuff. So... Well, yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah, go so, for it. I, so, uh... It does seem like this is fairly typical, like what you were saying as well, that teams aren't offering up their big pieces right now, but it only is going to take one team to really say, we want, we'll offer you a star player, we'll offer you someone that matters, and then Minnesota can kind of turn around and leverage, now they have leverage to, to kind of show other teams, well, if we have an offer of so-and-so from Philly, or uh, I don't really know, Miami, I believe, is the big player right now, so if they're going to have like a white side deal in Miami to get Butler, then suddenly Portland would have to offer something more than just Zach Collins and Aminu and a pick. We're talking more like a CJ McCollum-centered trade, right? Yeah, and that's the thing is I wanted to ask you this. All of the talk we've heard for a long time about Dame being untouchable, I I believe that, and that I think is smart. But then about CJ being untouchable, like I just wanted to ask you not whether or not you agree with that, but do you think that that's true? Like, Do you really think that the Blazers would not give up CJ McCollum if the price was right? That's separate from whether you think Butler is the one. Unless... I mean, they've, they've said over and over again, we're not trading him no matter what. Like, do you believe that? Okay, I, I do think a certain amount of that has to be just the talk and the leverage. Let's clarify for listeners as well. Nurkic is off the table because he was re-signed this summer. He cannot be traded till January 2015. Or uh, 2015, 2019. Uh, we're going back in time, everybody. <laughs> uh, we cannot trade Nurkic <laughs> until we have a time machine. No, Nurkic, as well as Stauskas and Curry, cannot be part of this deal until January, unless it happens till then. Uh, but obviously this this deal is probably going to happen in the next 48 hours so at this point if you're going to do more than give role players and picks I agree that Dame is off the table I don't think he's touchable I do think CJ I think it would be insane to say that CJ is untouchable the as on paper Butler leads in every category every major statistical category except three point percentage he's better in field goal better in assists better in rebounds way better on defense better in PER better at effective field goal uh, better at free throws it's there's to say that what, what it would do for Portland as far as a lineup of Dame Butler and Nurkic on paper as opposed to Dame CJ Nurkic there's just a better balance on offense and world more defense it would seem insane not to do it and that's, I think that saying CJ is untouchable, I don't think that that's true. I think that there are versions of the Butler and CJ trade that Olshay would and should consider. And think about it this way. You have all of this risk and uncertainty with Jimmy Butler, right? Because CJ McCollum, you have him under contract 
for a few more years. There's some like consistency stability there. He hasn't had any injury issues since he broke his foot a few times early in his career. He's younger than Jimmy Butler. But here's the thing. Like when you're thinking about should the Blazers trade CJ McCollum for Jimmy Butler, do you see any version of this Blazers team with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum that makes the Western Conference Finals? Because I don't. But I do see a version of this team with Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler that could. So that's what you have to think of. And so I would say this. Two things. One, I think that CJ being untouchable, I think that is not true. And furthermore, I think the Blazers should do it. Now, here's what I, here's what I want to talk about. If you think the Blazers should build a package that's basically Butler for CJ McCollum and then like pieces on the outside. Tweet at us on Trailcasters with exactly your idea. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> yes. Like, what do you think though? I'm going to, I'm going to ask you right now. Like, let's say like the main part of this package is Jimmy Butler and CJ McCollum. Like you're going to take a risk, right? You're going to gamble that you can get Jimmy Butler to stay. Cause you can see that this core is not going anywhere. So you need to do something. What do you think are the pieces on the Blazers side? And what do you think the pieces are on the Minnesota side that make it worth it for both teams? Okay. So I would say that right off the bat I, I like we all already said i think it'd be crazy for portland not to want this deal to happen i think butler would be an upgrade if the biggest piece you're giving away is cj the other side of this as far as the contracts go cj is making maybe seven million more a year right now uh cj's making like seven million more a year than butler is so we're not just going to be getting butler back we're going to be getting like maybe uh some of their other smaller pieces back we're going to get another role player maybe another big man in return that kind of gives us a little more depth in the same way so it's just one more benefit that we could have uh in the blazers from this And, and as far as minnesota side if they are losing butler they want another star. They want someone else that can kind of come in and really power their offense. And they already have it kind of centered around Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. CJ is a pretty good fit as far as they don't really have a star caliber player in that point guard or shooting guard position right now that would be able to compare. So I, I feel like it's it's the right move for both teams, even if things come out a little bit uh a little bit off balance as far as feeling like we're giving up a, a core player of ours or I don't know. I, I, I don't I'm having a hard time seeing it not happening or not not being a, a logical option unless Olshay is really that attached to saying, no, we will not trade anyone from this backcourt. Right. I, I, I to me, this trade makes too much sense almost for both teams to not do it. Now, I know that there are 29 other teams that are compete. Well, 28 other teams competing with the Blazers for Jimmy Butler. And you take a bunch of those out who don't want him or don't need him or can't trade for him. So it's obviously not like 20 teams, but there are a bunch of other teams who can maybe make a better pitch for it. But like something like this, like, I don't know. So you got Jimmy Butler and CJ McCollum is like the centerpieces. And this is where the calibration of value comes in because Jimmy Butler is a better player. Yes. But there's so much uncertainty, both about his like locker room like his his fit in the locker room, his attitude, his willingness to play nice with other stars, and also the fact that his contract is up. So the the Timberwolves are going to say, "Look, Jimmy Butler's a better player." The Blazers are going to say, "Look, there's a lot of uncertainty with Jimmy Butler." So right. you have to kind of calibrate that out. Yeah, to to me, it looks something like this: Jimmy Butler and like Tyus Jones, a little bit of salary filler for someone who's like not a super awesome point guard for McCollum and Wade Baldwin, who is making a little bit of money oh, and hurts. who is like a. 
I know it does hurt, but I think that there's like there's a reason why maybe Minnesota would want a piece like that. And then I would say like a draft pick swap because I'm not sure that either team could be convinced to give up a pick. But what if what if the Blazers got the better of either their pick or the Minnesota pick or like you do that twice? Something like that I think would make sense for both teams, especially if like if everyone else thinks that there's going to be a fire sale and they're going to they're going to sell low on Butler and you're in Minnesota, you're selling your fans on getting another star back and CJ McCall. I think that could really work. So this might actually sound a little ironic too, because we've always talked about how Blazers don't really have a lot of trade value or trade pieces here, but you mentioned what teams are involved in this, what have been calling so far the reports as far, uh, I think per Dane Delgado is where I got this Brooklyn, Detroit, Houston, Clippers, Miami, Philly, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Washington, and Portland. Those are the teams that have so far called up Minnesota about this, according to Dane. And I'm looking at that list, and as far as if I'm thinking of like which of them have surplus of talent that they can really you know outbid other teams and and, and make this deal happen, would it really only be Houston or maybe Milwaukee? Like I don't see Washington getting rid of, getting rid of uh, John Wall or Bradley Beal. I don't see. Milwaukee getting rid of, you know, Giannis, obviously. I don't see, like, Detroit giving up any of their big pieces. So I feel like Portland, if they could get CJ involved, is in a fairly good spot. I like what you were saying as far as CJ, Wade Baldwin, and switching picks, and then you get Butler and and who Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, yeah. I was thinking earlier when I was talking with Jared Cowley about this, shout out again, uh, we were talking about... I was thinking more about kind of CJ and maybe Harkless if you can get away with it, but more likely probably Aminu and some future draft pick. Uh, it gives away a little more now, but Butler is coming in that small forward, power forward kind of position, you know, so I feel like it can kind of uh, leverage out or balance out as far as that goes. Yeah. I mean, that would be tough, I think, for the Blazers to swallow, right? Because, yeah. I mean, it, you're losing It's a lot of contract, two. too. You have to get someone back in addition to Butler at that point. Maybe, like, getting Dang back, uh, someone who comes in here more as a power forward as well. Yeah, I mean the pro- the problem is that uh, Aminu is only making seven million and Dang is making fifteen million, well, but, so that's a problem there. But that, that's um, that's my point is because CJ is making like twenty twenty four twenty five, and I think Butler is about eighteen. So CJ is about seven million more. If you get CJ plus Aminu, Dang plus Butler, and maybe something come back more from their way. So. Looks like I'm on the ESPN trade machine, so I know everyone's <laughs> salary. Looks like CJ McCollum's making about $5 million more $5 million. than okay. Jimmy Butler. Little... So, I, I mean, I think if you're the Blazers, you can't lose two starters. I think that if you're the Blazers, if you're saying it's CJ, what you're telling Minnesota is, look, Tom Thibodeau, you're not going to get another package that has a star player in it. We're putting a star in here in CJ McCollum. You better take it and you better like it. You're going to have him (laughs) under contract. You know that CJ McCollum plays nice with other stars. And and so I don't think you have to throw in another starter for that. Okay, good. I like it. Again, like to me... To me, this is a move the Blazers should absolutely make. You don't know what the future is going to be with a Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum core, or maybe you do know and you don't like what it looks like. You have to take a shot sometimes. You have to take a risk. Now, I understand that making a deal like this is not 
a very Olshay thing to do. This would be the first trade in the history of Neil Olshay's general managing that he's ever done like a superstar blockbuster trade. Was Neil Olshay in Los Angeles with, for the Chris Paul he trade? He may is have that him? been, but again, I don't think he really should get credit for that if the league kind of is the one that, that orchestrated a lot of that kind of pointed their direction. And yeah, it, it would be kind of one of the bigger moves that has ever happened in Olshay's run here or in, in at the Clippers. Uh, so it, it would it's hard to believe it could happen that way, but God, it just seems to make so much sense, right? It seems to make a ton of sense, especially on defense. And that's something where like right. the basketball metrics have not been able to quantify someone's impact on defense as well as they can on offense. And so when you're looking at all the defensive metrics, I think it's important to know that it is, it's, it's just straight up. It's harder to quantify someone's impact on defense. Jimmy Butler's a really, really good defender. Whether right. or not oh. you think that his injury he had near the end of the season, he didn't play that well during the playoffs. He's probably still recovering. Whether or not you think that's going to affect him the rest of his career is a different story, but he he is in his late 20s, so maybe that's a concern too. So, I mean, there's all of this uncertainty. It's just, it's very, very okay. tough to figure it all out. So, I'm glad you touched on that injury part too, though, because I did want to talk about the risks of this. It, even if we did manage to pull this off and make the right package deal that Minnesota wanted more than any other team, the risks here, the attitude issue is number one, like we talked about earlier. He wants to be... In Minnesota, at least, Butler has shown that he wants to be the number one option. He's not going to come to Portland and take over from Dame, so is that going to be an issue? Number two... Uh, he only is has one guaranteed year left on his contract. After this next season, he has a player option. So you would essentially be getting a rental, which might not be the worst thing either because if he, if he left, it gives us cap space and we can kind of reformulate the team that way as opposed to being tied into more contracts. Uh, but the third part of it is the injury risk. Butler, over the last five years, has averaged missing about 15 games uh, per season. And that's, that's you know, for someone that we're... we're essentially for the defensive upgrade here if you're missing that for 15 games if you lose a lot of those 15 games that's not really helping you a whole lot as opposed to having kind of the even keel that we have now with so much offense that it can win despite some lack of defense you could look at that you could look at it that way you could also look at it as the blazers what do they need not regular season success they need playoff success what do they yeah, need they don't need true. consistency they need to have a high ceiling defense. right like they need to punch <laughs> through that wall like so i mean if if it's me if i'm neil olshay if i'm I'm on the other end of the call. If Tom Thibodeau calls me up, he's like, he's like, hey, Neil Olshay, it's Tom Thibodeau. I want to trade you Jimmy Butler for CJ McCollum. If I were Neil Olshay, I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's bifurcate that into a deal. Like, I would totally do it. Like, what about you? Like, if you're Neil Olshay, if you're in his seat, are you doing that deal? Oh, I'm bi I'm bifurcating all day on that one. <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh, no, I know. I, I, yeah, this, and it does seem like this deal, if, if they would put CJ on the table, this deal would be getting done right now well maybe we're maybe we haven't heard it yet maybe it is already happening but uh if if it isn't it really does seem like the, the only way that it wouldn't be happening was because they're not willing to trade cj away for it i think uh i think the best way we can really wrap this up again per dane delgado he says keep your eyes peeled this one is going to happen quick yeah, no, right, I, so. it's, it's true. They obviously, the owner, uh, Glenn Miller, has made it clear he doesn't want this leaking into media day. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if even shortly after the podcast drops that something happens. Would not be surprised at all. All right, well, let us know what you think. If you haven't heard the answer yet, obviously, if if, if by the time you hear this that uh, the trade has happened, then it doesn't really help us to let you know. Let us know what you think about Getting it. that but, time uh, machine, that same Nurkic time machine. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Write us at Trailcasters on Twitter, IG, or Facebook, or email us at Trailcasters at gmail.com. We'll be right back with more Trailcasters. And we're back. All right, cool. Yeah, we're totally, we're <laughs> totally back. back. That was great. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, let me ask you this, Keith. Are you ready for basketball to start again? 
Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for some NBA basketball. Now, let's be clear. I've enjoyed the WNBA. I've enjoyed the offseason, and basketball never really ends. There's been plenty going on throughout the whole offseason, despite the Blazers not really being involved in a lot of it. But I am so ready for the NBA season to come back, and it, it will be back this Saturday, September 29th. Portland faces Toronto, but it's in Vancouver, B.C. Ooh. So, so right up on this end of town, we get a preseason battle for the real king of the north, Uh Brandon, I personally, I was tempted. I was super tempted to try and make it up to this game. I've taken trips to BC before. Vancouver is beautiful, especially this time of year. But uh, it's the day after my wife's birthday. Shout out to Abby. Uh, it's uh, we, We've got a lot going on with some family coming in town and some other things. So I'm not going to be able to make it up there. But what do you think of this trend, this idea of maybe getting games back at other uh, places in the Northwest? Are they trying to involve more NBA up, the, up here? Are they trying to maybe draw out a little more uh, audience for bringing back another team what do you think i don't think it's that but i do think it's a great idea to play in different spots and playing internationally i love it i think it's great like especially when the season hasn't started yet teams can fly a little further and vancouver bc is really not that far and obviously there used to be an nba franchise there for a while the grizzlies obviously yeah i know it's great like i don't think it portends anything like oh we're gonna bring a team back to seattle like if that happens that's gonna happen because of a million other reasons and not because they're priming fans of these preseason games but having said that i think it's great like I'm definitely not driving all the way up and like getting my passport out to go see a basketball game or anything like that. But I <laughs> That's think it's true. pretty dope. Well, I mean, it's not just about bringing it back to Seattle. I, we've seen the last couple of years that there have been, uh, excuse me, there have been games in London and in Mexico, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so it's they, they're trying to make this more of an international league. And there was even talk when those games were happening, the idea of what if one year someday down the road, there is an NBA team in London or, you know, somewhere where you're really having to take a real trip for it. Obviously, that would involve a lot of schedule realigning as far as you'd have to have like a whole chunk of games over there or it wouldn't make sense to fly back for like one game there and then straight back over to this side of the pond. But uh, BC is obviously a little closer of a destination. And even if it doesn't end up in BC, like you mentioned as well, it could be just trying to drum up more support for Seattle. I see it as happening maybe somewhere down the line. And I'm not saying this is like a direct sign it's going to be happening immediately, but I do think it's at least just trying to move the general kind of feeling that direction, you know? Yeah, at a minimum, it's it's expanding the NBA's viewer base, which is a great idea. Again, like basketball has become a global sport. You look at even here in Portland, you have CJ McCollum. Who is he sponsored by? Lee Ning. And he Lee spends Ning, a yeah. decent amount of time in China. Like, I don't, I don't remember whether or not there have been exhibition games in China yet, but the, the NBA certainly has been doing their best to have a presence there. I mean, it started even before Yao Ming, but I mean, look like the Houston Rockets, they literally redesigned their jerseys and their look and right. feel to be more attractive to Chinese audiences. Like that's what they did. Like, and it was really super smart. Like, so yeah, the NBA definitely has its eye on the rest of the globe, knowing that there's a ton of expansion opportunity in places outside the United States. Global game indeed, but let's bring it back to the game on the 29th up in uh, up in uh, BC between Portland and Toronto. This will be Ka uh, Kawhi Leonard's first action as a Raptor. I want to hear a prediction like we used to do back on the early Chuck Hutchins episodes because we we're almost at episode 50. So I want to start getting some throwback stuff in here. Uh, I want to hear a score prediction for what you think this is going to come out as the first game of the season with Kawhi as a Toronto Raptor and Portland up there in BC. What do you think? Well, to be clear, like when they have these preseason games, it's not like they're going full tilt. So the starters are not playing their usual minutes. They're kind of ramping up. So the games, they look and they feel a lot different than a regular season game. But having said that, I'll throw out a prediction. I think the Blazers take this one away 
away. Let's say yeah. 116 to 108 Blazers win. Dude, you like literally stole the numbers Wait, out of my seriously? mind. Get out of my head, Brandon. That was like exactly the score that I was going to go for. So I'm going to change it up. I'm going to say Blazers are going with lucky number 111 over 100 even for the Raptors. It's going to be a beautiful game. Great way to start off the NBA season, and I cannot wait. I can can't you? wait, but I'm a little afraid that apparently I can read your mind. <laughs> We've been doing it for that long, and we're just at that point. Our minds are impressive. just melding together. It's kind of weird, but I guess I'll roll with it. Speaking of how long, this is episode 48, man. Shout out. Congratulations. We've been doing this uh, a full season at this point, really. We started just about this time last year, uh, and I am excited. We're almost at number 50. We're going to have to come up with some uh, some real fun games for that one. But thank you, listeners. And remember, you can write us at any time about anything, preferably Blazers. But uh, Brandon, why don't you let them know where to get us at, and we'll get on out of here. Yeah, you can get us at Trailcasters on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Trailcasters at gmail.com for the emails. Just Trailcasters com for the website and don't forget if you dig our intro and outro beats you're hearing right now they are brought to you by odar you can check out his work at soundcloud.com slash odar beats and thank you again to our sponsors nv adventures envi adventures.com and clearly speaking that's clearly speaking oregon.com so with all of that out of the way keith why don't you get us all the way home in closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Brandon, as always. Thank you, Odar, for the fat beats. Thank you to our sponsors, Envy Adventures and Clearly Speaking. And thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again, and please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters. Now, this is just the introduction before I blow oh. your mind. The show is all of that, and yes, we do it all the time. <laughs> You could get that. Yeah, it's sick. <laughs> I'm digging it.